All right. You please rise then. Our sermon today is from Luke 19. Or 9. 18 through 20. <laughs> Luke 9, verses 18 through 20. That's found on page 1102 in your Black Pew Bible and 1253 in the Adventure Bible. Luke 9, verses 18 through 20, and I read in Jesus' name. Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him, and he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. But others say Elijah, and others that one of the prophets of old has risen. Then he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, The Christ of God. Let us pray. Father, as we gather now to, to meditate on your word, to study it, to strive to apply it into our lives, we ask that you would be honored and that you would work in us. Father, changing us, making us more like Christ. Father, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And so, This story, Luke tells, you know, and probably chronologically, this, so this happened then after all these other things have been happening. After Jesus feeds the 5,000, after he teaches, after he reveals, you know, the truth of God through the Sermon on the Plain and the Sermon on the Mount. And, and Christ is doing all of these things. He's healing people. He's raising people from the dead. He's, he's create, doing miracles. He's doing all this stuff. And so then it's the logical question, well, who is this guy? You know, and it's interesting then that the first thing that Jesus asks, he asks the disciples, who do the crowds say that I am? Because the disciples, they're the ones that are closest. And so as Jesus is asking, who, what's the word on the street? What's, what are people are saying? You know, because people don't, I don't know about you, but as, as I think about crowds, I don't think about crowds as being the bastions of wisdom. You know, crowds aren't, they're not the, the, the large group. If, there's an idea that if we have enough people who believe something, that that, then it's probably true. And what we're learning nowadays is that's actually probably closer to the opposite of truth. So what are the crowds saying that Jesus is? Some say that he's John the Baptist. Well, what happened to John the Baptist? John the Baptist was just beheaded. And so how is... How is that happening? Well, they're looking at Jesus and they're saying that what this guy is doing doesn't make any sense to us. It's too big. It's, it's too powerful. We don't understand this. And so we're going to explain this in a way that we understand. He's got to be John the Baptist. You know, and Herod was perplexed. Herod thought it was John the Baptist raised from the dead as well. And so, because in the pagan world, in order to have power, you have to be indwelt by a spirit. And so how do you do that? Well, John the Baptist died. Maybe he's possessing Jesus now. You know, you think about that and the craziness of that sort of idea, but that's what they're thinking. That, that's, what, that's what would happen in the pagan world. Someone, you know, even nowadays, the Dalai Lama. How is the new Dalai Lama picked? Well, the new Dalai Lama is actually the old Dalai Lama in a new body. And so the Dalai Lama never changes, according to Tibetan Buddhism. I don't agree with that. I think it's 
<laughs> wrong on so many levels. We don't even know where to start, but we'll just leave it right there. So in the pagan world, in order to be empowered, you have to have a spirit dwelling in you. So when they're thinking about Jesus in this way, are they thinking about Jesus even in a Jewish way? No. The, the Jewish crowds are thinking like pagans. So also then, when, when they go into this, he's Elijah. Okay, now at least they're becoming Jewish because Elijah was supposed to come back. Now we're told that in the book of Micah, that Elijah would come before. And Jesus says, well, that's actually talking about John the Baptist because Elijah prepares the way. And so Elijah of old was the one who prepared the way of the Lord. He, he revealed God to all of the people, even though the people still didn't submit and follow God. Some did, some didn't. There was huge some things that happened during the days of Elijah. And so this must be the Elijah that's being talked about in Micah. So they're not seeing Jesus for who he is. They're seeing Jesus actually as the forerunner, the one that comes before. And you know, the problem with seeing Jesus as the forerunner is now you're still looking for something else. Because did Jesus fulfill all of their expectations? No. And we've talked about that. You know, no, Jesus isn't, Jesus isn't coming in as king. He's not coming in riding that white horse and conquering and making the kingdom of Israel a political powerhouse again. Because doesn't everybody want a political powerhouse? You know, it'd be great to be able to absolutely trust all of our politicians because then we wouldn't have to trust God. Wouldn't that be wonderful? If I could trust all of the institutions that exist, I wouldn't have to trust God. But I can't trust the institutions. I hope you guys don't trust the institutions. We shouldn't be trusting our government. We should be trusting God. Can God work through a corrupt government? Yeah. Do we want a corrupt government? No. God is powerful to do that. And so they're looking at Jesus and they're saying, Jesus, he's, he's got to be Elijah. Because he's not fulfilling these other things. He's not doing what we want him to do. So he can't be the Messiah. Because the Messiah, what's he going to do? He's going to make life easy for us. Or one of the prophets of old has arisen. Well, that's not specifically what's said here. That's actually said earlier um, in verse 8. By some that Elijah had appeared and others that one of the prophets of old had arisen. And here um, in verse 19, but others say Elijah and others that one of the prophets, well, he does say the exact same thing. One of the prophets of old has arisen. So what are they thinking? Well, they're thinking that what God did in the past, then he just brings that forward. But you know, that's not right either, is it? Because God is doing something absolutely other with Christ. And so they're just looking, he's, he's going to restore the Jewish law. Because what was the prophets? What did they do? They, they defined the Jewish law. No, no, you guys, you think you're doing right, but you're not. This is actually what God wants. And so the prophets clarified, the prophets brought people back into the right way. And so then the, the Jewish people thought the Messiah, what is he going to do? Is he going to come and abolish the law? Well, no. He's going to come and fulfill it. But when they thought about fulfilling the law, they didn't think that it was going to come to completion. They thought, oh, he's going to show us how to rightly do it because the Messiah is going to come and he's going to teach you how to behave finally because if you behave right, then you're going to get the love of God. No, that's not what Jesus did. But when they're talking about the prophets of old, that's what's, that's what's going on. That's what they're thinking, that one of these prophets of old is going to come and show us how to do this right finally. 
Uh, I've quoted him before, but there's a Jewish rabbi who once said, if one Jewish man would finally repent right, then God would send the Messiah. Think about that. Think about the weight that's on the shoulders of the Jewish men. That, mis- that rabbi was saying, all of you have messed up. All, all of us have messed up all throughout history. We have not even been able to repent properly. Because if we would actually do this right, then God would bless us. Think of the weight. Because that weight is the weight that they're bearing. But none of those things are who Jesus is. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? But who do you say that I am? And so as I was preparing for this, so what the second half of this sermon is going to be is more of a testimony as to what this meant for me this week. Because who do you say that Jesus is? I can't just ask you guys that question. I have to ask myself that question. Joe, who do you say that Jesus is? So as I was thinking about that, the first one came, Jesus is the Christ. What does it mean for Jesus to be the Christ? He's the one anointed by God. He's the one that God has called to change the world. So I, so I prayed about that. Lord, what does it mean? What should it mean for me that Jesus is the Christ? Do you look to him to fix everything? Or do you look to politics? Do you look to the Republican Party or the Democrat Party to fix things? Do you look to Jesus? Do you look to your own ability to fix things? Or do you look to Jesus? Do you look to your understanding, your wisdom, your power, your might? Do you look to earthly things to fix things? Or do you look to Jesus? Because Jesus is the one called by God. The kingdom is Christ's. The kingdom isn't Joe's. Christ is the one who's powerful. Christ is the one who is wise. Christ is the one anointed by God, sent into this world to change the world. Who am I looking to to do those things? And you know, I was, this, is, this was a week of repentance for Pastor Joe because I was thinking about that. It's like, I think I look at myself too much. I look to myself. Joe, you've got to fix this. And as I was praying about that this week, it finally hit me. I can't. This world is too big. And all of you guys are too sinful. And I am too. I can't do this. This is too big. But that burden's not on my shoulders. That's on Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's the anointed one. He's the Christ. You know, Doug can't even fix these things. I can't. Who are you trusting in? Jesus is Christ. Praise God. Problems in our world, you know what we have to do? We've got to bring them to the Messiah. We've got to bring our world to the Messiah. He's the only one that can fix them. He's the Son of God. You know what that means? That means that He is the proper representative of God. Think about that. He is the Son of God. And so in, in ancient times, really even nowadays, um, well, we talk about it, you'll know a tree by its fruits, or you, you see someone's kids and it's like, well, you know, their kids kind of represent them, which is terrifying to think about my children representing me. And I think they actually do a, a far better job than I deserve, in all honesty. Um, 
No. <laughs> well, they are full of it. <laughs> Each and every one of them. <laughs> but he's the son of God. He is the proper representative of God. And so you want to know who God is? You look to Jesus. You want to see God in his fullness? You look to Jesus. You know, as I, as I approach God, because even with this Messiah thing, you know, Jesus is the Messiah. I was putting that burden on myself. I thought God had called me to that job. And it's like, why do you think God called you to that job? Well, I don't know. Well, what does Jesus say? What does he reveal? He reveals that he's the one called to that job, not me. That I'm called to follow him, but he's the one that does the work. Also, I actually had an improper view of God because I had an improper view of Jesus. And I had to repent. God, forgive me. I, had, I was talking to someone this week, and they said, I feel worthless. Okay. That's not true. How do I know? God sent his son to die for that person. Period. You are worthy. You are valuable. This is what God says about you. I feel this way. Your feelings are lying to you. They are misrepresenting God to you. That's sin. Don't listen to them. If I was lying to you and you knew I was lying to you, but you liked what I was saying, would you listening to me be sin? Yeah, because you would be misrepresenting God. If my feelings are misrepresenting God and I listen to them, whether they approve or disapprove of me, and I listen to them, you know what that listening is? That's me willfully engaging in sin. That's me willfully misrepresenting God because the Son of God reveals God. Well, but I feel this way. So what? So what? They're lying. This person said that. So what? Jesus is the representative of God. Not Benny. Not Joe Biden. Not Donald Trump. They're all about in the same category, right, Benny? <laughs> Pretty close. No. They're not proper representatives of God. Jesus is. How do you know? Look to Jesus. How do you know what's truth? Look to Jesus. How do you know what's right? Look to Jesus. How do you know what to do? Look to Jesus. He's the Son of God. He's also the Son of Man. You know what that means? Who Jesus is? That's who I'm supposed to be like. He is my model. He is the representation of what a human is supposed to be. You're like, you mean I can walk on water? You know, if God called you to, you could. If you were living in obedience to God and he called you to walk on water, you could do it. If he called you. It's not like, I'm living in obedience to God so I can do whatever I want. It's like, you're not living in obedience to God then. You're living in obedience to yourself. Jesus was a proper representation of humanity. How, does, how is a human supposed to interact with someone who is repentant? How is a human supposed to interact with someone who is unrepentant? How is a human supposed to interact with truth? How is a human supposed to interact with fear, with threats? Do you know that Jesus was threatened? What did he do? He stood. He had an opportunity to get out of it. You know, he could have lied, right? When Jesus was in front of Pontius Pilate, you think Jesus could have lied his way out of it? Yeah. What did he do? He didn't say anything. He followed God's call for his life. He's the proper representative of humanity. 
humanity can't do anything to us if we're following God. They have no power over us. I don't have to be afraid of my government, and I don't have to be afraid of my neighbor. Jesus shows me. Peter tells us that he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Believe it or not, none of us judge people right. So what is a human supposed to do? Oh, I'm supposed to entrust myself to God. I'm not supposed to entrust my reputation to Kevin. You know, and, and look at Kevin and try to figure out who I am based upon how Kevin looks at me. You know, I can't look to Kevin for that. You know why? Because Kevin's not God. Believe it or not, Elizabeth, Kevin's not God. <laughs> I know, shocking. But nevertheless, I can't look to another human for that. So who do I entrust myself to? To God. Well, all these people like me. That doesn't make you godly. What did Jesus do? He's the proper representative of humanity. This is what a human is supposed to be like. Someone who trusts God. Someone who entrusts themselves to God. Someone who relies on God. Someone who looks to God. Someone who follows God. That's what human, that's what we are supposed to be. And as we walk in that, if God calls us to do a miracle, we'll be able to do a miracle. Because we'll have power? No, because God will be able to show himself through that. That's God working. It's supposed to be a vessel, a conduit of the Father. Jesus says, I don't know when God's coming back, but you know what? Trust him. Follow him. I and the Father are one. I should be able to say that too. God is so working in me that all I do is what the Father does. Does that make me God? No. But that's the proper representative of man. That's what I'm supposed to be. And so as I was praying about the Son of Man, Jesus, the Son of Man, I said, God, I fall short. Think about all the times that I sin and mess up. How many times I misrepresent God? How many times I live wrong? God, forgive me. He is Savior. And so instead of putting that burden then upon myself to get this right, who do I look to? The Savior. Joe is not the Savior of Joe. Think about that. I know that's profound, right? But it's true. If I'm relying on myself to get myself out of my own sin, who's my Savior? Me. I can't fix myself. I can't do it better. Just do it better. No, I have to come to God. Who is my Savior? Jesus, you're my Savior. Who do you say that I am? I say that Jesus is my Savior. What does that mean? Are you looking to him to get you out of your messes, out of these sins that you've gotten yourself into, out of these thoughts? I was struggling with my emotions this morning. They were battling with me. I always battle with my emotions. They're so frustrating. Sometimes I wish they would go away, but yeah, that wouldn't be good either. I do have them, even though I am Norwegian. But I was battling with them, and I was struggling against them. It's like, Joe, who am I? Because then I was thinking about the sermon as well. Like, you're my Savior. So? <sighs> Lord, I'm struggling with this. Will you save me? Will you save me? Lord, I have these doubts. Will you save me? Lord, I have these frustrations. Will you save me? Lord, I am being impatient. Save me. Forgive me. Save me. Who is Jesus? He is Savior. He is your Savior. You know what that means? You're not. Stop trying to be. Trust Him. Come to Him. Cry out to Him. Call on Him. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be neglected. No. Saved. 
oh, so what am I supposed to do? Act like a human and trust God. He's my Lord. God, things aren't going my way. Who's Lord? God, things aren't going my speed. Who's Lord? He's Lord. God, I don't want to do this. Who's Lord? He is Lord. He knows best. He works things. He's Lord. He can change the world in a spoken word. Let there be light, and there was light. Can God change the world? He is Lord. He is Lord in ways that we don't understand. I'm not Lord of my own home. You've seen that. (laughs) Just right now. I try to reflect that properly, but he is Lord. Can I trust that? Yeah. God, forgive me. I was thinking I was Lord. I had taken that spot. I had taken all of these. You know what's sad? I have tried all of those on for size this week, multiple times, and I have failed in each and every one of them. I've tried to be the Son of God and properly represent God in a way that's not Christ-like. I've taken that on. Lord, forgive me. I've listened to the wrong things. I've done the wrong things. I've interacted with this the wrong way. I haven't properly represented humanity. I've done any of those things. And yet Jesus says, and I call you losers. No, friends. You're my friends. You think about that. You think about the compassion and the tenderness of Christ who does all of these things right and then we try to usurp his place. Maybe you guys don't, but I do. I don't honor him as he deserves to be honored. I don't respect him as he deserves to be respected. And Jesus says, come on back. You're my friend. But I call you friends. Join with me. Let's work this together. Let's figure this out. Come, let us reason together, God tells Isaiah. This is how he views you. Do you view him that way? He's my Lord. God, I got to do this. Jesus says, I'm also your friend. You know, I'm not just your Lord. Hey, follow me. Hey, obey me. Hey, listen to me. Because that's actually not who God is. God says, I call you friends. Do you see Jesus as your friend? He actually wants what's best for you. Believe it or not, he wants what's best for us. He knows that my sin is not good for me. He knows that your sin isn't good for you either. He knows that it just brings hurt and hardship and difficulty. Who is Jesus to you? Think about these things this week. Ask that question. This is the question that Jesus asked the disciples. This is why I didn't have a second question in there. It's like, this is the question. This is the question. Who is Jesus to you? What does that mean? What does that look like? If he is these things, are you walking that out? Is he Savior? Is he Lord? Is he the Son of God? Or is something else the Son of God? Is he the Son of Man? Or are you looking to someone else to emulate? Is he the Christ? Or are you looking for another Messiah to fix all of the problems of the world? Who is Jesus to you? Is he your friend?
Ponder those. Ask those questions. Meditate on that. Ask God, am I living this out rightly? Odds are he'll tell you no, but that'll be because he's your friend. Because you know what? Understanding Jesus in these ways is what's best. Any questions? Does this make sense? This is who Jesus is. Praise God. This new year, this is Jesus. Let's embrace that and live it out. Let's look to him. Let's cry out to the name of the Lord. Let's look to him. Not to the things of this world. Let's not look to Joe Biden to fix economic problems. Or Donald Trump, for that matter. Let's not look, let's not look to these things. Let's not look to Vladimir Putin to finally figure out how Eastern Europe is supposed to look. Why would we look to him? Let's look to Christ. Lord, there's a problem. Let's call out the American military. They are not the Messiah. Jesus is. Let's call out Jesus. Jesus, you've got to fix this. You are the Messiah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for sending Jesus. I thank you that he is all of these things. Lord, that he... <laughs> yeah. Lord, I pray that we would see him rightly and that we would live that out. Lord, that you would be glorified. We thank you. Lord, we thank you that these truths are what the world needs. May we embrace them in our own lives and may that light shine into this world, Lord, because we need Jesus and this world needs Jesus in all his fullness. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.